Welcome to Zichur Daf Simani Mamre by Ram Goldai and today Mazechas Yuma Daf Samech Tes. The seventh parak, Balo Kongado. This is going to be an abbreviated shir. So the three types we're going to focus on. Number one, the Gemara brings up Bryce that teaches that's forbidden for going to wear the big dekun outside the base of Migdash, but one is permitted to wear them in the Migdash even when not performing an avoda. Rashi explains that it's forbidden to wear them outside the Migdash because he's treating them begadim in a mundane manner. The Gemara questions whether Kohanim are prohibited from wearing the begadim outside. From a Bryce that details Shimonat Sadik's encounter with Alexander, who had been encouraged by the Kusim to destroy the base of Migdash. Shimon Tzedek went out wearing the big Deguna, and when Alexander saw him approaching, the emperor got off his chariot and bowed before him. He explained that when he went to battle, he saw a likeness of Shimon Tzedek on the battlefield, which enabled him to be victorious. As a result, he refused to destroy the base of Migdash, and instead gave over the Kusim into the Jewish people's hands. So we see from here that Shimon Tzedek did wear the Begadim outside. The Gemara answers that either they were not the actual big Deguna, but rather they were garments that were fitting to be used as a big Deguna, or that here he was permitted to wear big dekuhuna as it was an emergency. Based on the Pasuk, it's a time to act for Hashem. They have nullified your Torah. Point number two, the Gemara relates that the unshakenesses of the Dola cried out to Gashbarch who regarded the Yitzhah for Avodah Zorah. They said it was a response for the Churban of Bayezrishim, the death of Tzadikim, and the subsequent Galas, and yet still dances among them. Since the only reason it was given to them was to give them reward for overcoming it, they said, well, ihu bi'inan, well, agri bi'inan. We don't want it, and we don't want the reward for overcoming it. A petach fell from Shemaim with the word emes written on it. The Gemara relates how they fasted for three days and nights and were able to successfully subdue it. It emerged from the Kosh Kodashim in the likeness of a fiery lion cub, and they cast it in a lead cauldron and covered it. When the Anshikan Eskadol saw there was an ace ratzon, they dove in to be rid of the Eitzor for immorality as well. When they captured it, the Yetzirah warned them that if they kill it, the world will become a desolate place. Rashi explains that the urge for procreation will cease. They imprisoned it for three days and they couldn't find a freshly laid egg. They decided to blind its eyes and release it, and this blinding accomplished that a person does not desire incestuous relationships. And pointing with you, Rabbi Shubin Levi said, Why were they called the Anshe Knesset Haggadolah? Sheikh Zira told Yoshna because they restored the crown of Hashem's glory to its original luster. Moshe had said, Hakel Haggadol Haggibor Vahanor Hashem. Is great, powerful, and awesome. Then Yermiel questioned God's awesomeness as they were knocking, croaking in the Hechel, and he stopped mentioning Nora. Daniel questioned Hashem's power as the Jewish people were enslaved and stopped mentioning Gevura. The Anshe Knesset Agadola then came and said, Other Rabbah, to the contrary. Akosh Baruch Hu's Gevura is Shekovish Yisro. He restrains his will all the years that the Jews are subjugated and shows a long-suffering countenance to the wicked by not punishing them for all of their evil oppressions. And Hashem being Nora is seen because if not for his awe among the nations, how could one nation survive among the 70 nations of the world? They therefore reinstated mention of these attributes in Tefillah. They're called the Anshe Knesset Agadoah, the men of the Great Assembly, because they magnified a Kosh by restoring the full complement of praises that were uttered by Moshe. So once again, three points are number one. The Gemara brings up rights that teaches that it's forbidden for God to wear the big Dekahuna outside the base of Migdash, but one is permitted to wear them in Migdash even when not performing an Avodah. Rashi explains that it's forbidden to wear them outside the Migdash because he's treating the Begadim in a mundane manner. The more questions whether Kohanim are prohibited from wearing the Begadim outside from a Bryce that details Shimon Tzadik's encounter with Alexander, who had been encouraged by the Kusim to destroy the base of Migdash. Shimon Tzadik went out wearing the Big Dekuna, and when Alexander saw him approaching, the emperor got off his chariot and bowed before him. He explained that when he went to battle, he saw a likeness of Shimon Tzadik on the battlefield, which enabled him to be victorious. As a result, he refused to destroy the base of Migdash, and instead gave over the Kusim into the Jewish people's hands. So we see from here that Shimon Tzadik did wear the Begadim outside. The Gemara answers that either they were not the actual Big Dekohuna, but rather they were garments that were fitting to be used as Big Dekohuna, or 
that here he was permitted to wear big tekuna as it was an emergency, based on the Pasuk, Eis Laso Hashem, It's a time to act for Hashem. They have nullified your Torah. Point number two, the Gemara relates that the Anshe Genes cried out to Kosh Baruch Hu, the Yitzor for Avodah Zorah. They said it was responsible for the Churban Abayas Rishon, the death of Siddiquim, and the subsequent Galas, and he had still dances among them. Since the only reason it was given to them was to give them reward for overcoming it, they said, We don't want it, and we don't want the reward for overcoming it. A petach fell from Shemaim with the word emes written on it. The Gemara relates how they fasted for three days and nights and were able to successfully subdue it. It emerged from the Kosh Kadoshim in the likeness of a fiery lion cub, and they cast it in a lead cauldron and covered it. When the Anshe Kineskadoshim saw there was an Ace Ratzon, they dovened to be rid of the Eitzor for immorality as well. When they captured it, the Eitzor warned them that if they kill it, the world become a desolate place. Rashi explains that the urge for procreation will cease. They imprisoned it for three days, and they couldn't find a freshly laid egg. They decide to bind its eyes and release it, and this blinding accomplished that a person doesn't desire incestuous relationships. And point number three, Rishubin Levi said, why were they called the Anshekinesses Hagadola? Shechazir Atar Yoshna, because they restored the crown of Shem's glory, Moshe Rabbeinu had said, Hakel Hagadol Hagibor Banora. Then Yermiel questioned God's awesomeness as there were Nachrim croaking in the Eichel, and he stopped mentioning Nora. Daniel questioned Shem's power as the Jewish people were enslaved, and he stopped mentioning Gvura. The Anshei Kenesgadol then came and said that it was the other rabbi, to the contrary. Akosh Baruch Hu's Gevura is Shekovish Es Yisro. He restrains his will all the years that the Jews are subjugated and shows a long-suffering countenance to the wicked by not punishing them for all their evil oppressions. And Akosh Baruch Hu's Nora is seen because if not for his awe among the nations, how could one nation survive among the 70 nations of the world? They therefore reinstated mention of these attributes in Tefillah. Therefore, they are called the Anshei Kenesgadol and the men of the Great Assembly because they magnified Akash Baruch by restoring the full complement of praises that were uttered by Moshe. All right, so now we go to our Simmer Dach Samach and this one comes to us by way of Mordechai Golombek from Basak, New Jersey, who suggested Samach is soot, and we use a chimney sweep covered in soot. So here goes. The leader of the chimney sweeps bowed down to a priestly man in beautiful garments when he cast a fiery lion cub into a lead cauldron producing lots of soot, while an assembly of great judges looking on proclaimed Hashem was powerful and awesome. Once again, it's slow motion. The leader of the chimney sweeps, chimney sweeps, that must mean Randav Samachtes, Sut. The leader of the chimney sweeps bowed down to a priestly man in beautiful garments, which reminds us of Shimon Hatzik's encounter with Alexander and how Alexander bowed down, saying he saw a likeness of Shimon Hatzik on the battlefield that enabled him to be victorious. And although the din is that one should not wear big dikuna outside the base of Migdash, the Gemara relates that either they were garments that were fitting to be used as big dikuna, or that here he was permitted to wear big dikuna as it was an emergency, based on the Pasuk, Eis Laso Sloshem, It's a time to act for Hashem. They have nullified your Torah. So the leader of the chimney sweeps bowed down to a priestly man in beautiful garments when he cast a fiery lion cub into a lead cauldron producing lots of soot, which reminds us of the Anshe Knesset subduing the Eitzor for Avodah and the decision to only blind the Eitzor for immorality in one eye, lest the world would become desolate, which resulted in the removal of the temptation for incestuous relationships. So the leader of the chimney sweeps bowed down to a priestly man in beautiful garments when he cast a fiery lion cub into a lead cauldron producing lots of soot, one assembly of great judges looking on proclaimed Hashem was powerful and awesome. Which reminds us that the Gemara explains the reason why the Anshei Kenesgadol were called by that name is that they restored Moshe Rabbeinu's praises of Kosh Baruch Hu of Gibor and Nor that Yermio and Daniel had ceased to use, thereby magnifying Hashem's greatness. So once again, the leader of the chimney sweeps bowed down to a priestly man in beautiful garments when he cast a fiery lion cub into a lead cauldron producing lots of soot. One assembly of great judges looking on proclaimed Hashem was powerful and awesome. Are right, that concludes the shir. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.